0: Hosting for your tech life, proudly provided by Web Central.
1: Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs, and the internet. Information you want, want all the help you, you need. Your tech life with Trevor Long.
0: I'm back. Hello, welcome. Thanks for your company on yet another episode of Your Tech Life. This is episode 252. Uh, stack of um, stack of things to talk about tonight. And yes, there'll be a bit of Apple talk, I'll, I'll admit, right up front. Um, I thought I'd spare you an episode last week. Um, you know, obviously Apple was, was the big news. I was over in Cupertino, Stephen Fenwick was there, so two blokes talking tech had you covered for all your um, your Apple announcement news. And I think those of you that are um, really up for the news and want to hear from us would would have listened to that, so apologies if you didn't. I am going to cover um, the basics of the announcement once again here, but I'm going to delve a little bit into uh, a couple of things, Apple Pay and pricing plans, two things that we didn't really cover in great detail last week. Um, we've got a stack of calls uh, to talk about uh, anything from um, phones that reboot. old will night last week. Remember, that was hilarious. I still can't forget that phone call. He's on the phone and then talking about how his phone keeps dropping out and then he dropped out. Um, We're going to talk email. We're going to talk a lot of things, so lots to talk about there. And it's all thanks to the good people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation GPS Technologies. Uh, We appreciate their support, and I'll tell you more about them and their products a little later in the show. But most importantly, if you've got a question, if you've got a problem, anything technology in your life that you'd like to have a chat about, just go to the website, eftm.com.au or yourtechlife.com. It'll get you there as well. Jump on Twitter, um, say good day at Trevor Long, twitter.com forward slash Trevor Long if you're new and you haven't used Twitter. And good day to those of you who have joined recently. And it is um, great to have those fun little chats here and there. Um, and uh, you can follow my inane ramblings there at Trevor Long, as well as at Your Tech Life and at EFTM. They're the first three accounts you should follow when you get on Twitter, in my opinion. Uh, we're on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash EFTM online. And as I say, lots to talk about this week, including. A little recap on what's happening in the world of Apple. So, uh, recording as always on a Tuesday evening. Um, might change that to Mondays a couple of times over the next month ahead. Just you know, family stuff. Uh, but to this Friday at eight o'clock, the doors of the Apple stores, the Telstra stores, the Optus stores, the Vodafone stores will open, and you'll be able to buy an iPhone six. Or an iPhone 6 Plus. Now, um, fair bit of interest. Without any shadow of a doubt, 4 million pre-orders globally in the first 24 hours. 4 million. Now, I don't actually know how or if they count the telcos, whether the telcos report on that, but let's just assume they do. Bottom line, huge. To give you some perspective, two years ago when the iPhone 5 launched, there were 2 million pre-orders in the first 24 hours. I think they went on to have about 5 million total sales in the first uh, weekend. Um, I think the issue with trying to hit like 10 million this weekend will be supply. I'm just not sure they made that many. (laughs) So um, very interesting times. There will be massive queues. Certainly at the Sydney Apple Store, massive queues. Because um, this is a much sought-after device. Now, just recapping, we're talking about two devices here. The iPhone 6 is a 4.7-inch screen, larger than what you have today on your iPhone 5 and certainly larger than the iPhone 4 and 4S. The um, the 6 uh, six Plus is a 5.5-inch screen. Both of them have very similar look, form factor, feel about them. They are a rounded back and sides. They, um, they're they even rounded onto the front of the screen. So very comfortable in your hand, and and I think that's the number one thing people will notice uh, on Friday when they get their hands on them. Um... Available in three colours as always, um, um, s- silver, white, gold and black basically, silver, space grey and something else, gold, I don't know, silly, silly names, but you get me, um, and the prices are, are reasonable, you're talking 869 and upwards, uh, depending on which make and model you get, I, I, I ordered one for my wife, um, uh, five, we probably got through at about 5.30, maybe six o'clock on Friday, I was able to still get one that was for delivery this Friday, so, that'll actually be couriered. And if you're one of those people that bought through the Apple website on Friday, it's, it's couriered directly to you. And that's to me is the best way to buy. Um, I'll probably, I'll go down to the launch, um, on, on Friday morning from the Apple store, do some radio spots and, and the today show on channel nine. And, and then by the time I get back to my office, nine o'clock, the courier will probably be there and there'll still be people queued up out the front of the Apple store. So a lot of people do it for the experience without any doubt. Um, the 6 plus sold out very quickly because they probably didn't have the the quantity they probably oh look at a guess you're probably talking 30 to 40% of production would have been the, the plus so i think 30% um and then you know probably the 64 gig uh, has the primary um, probably 60% of the production in in both of those devices so right down the middle um a safe bet in terms of what you buy the uh uh, overall though, th- this is a device you have to see and feel in your hand uh, and I think most people would be pretty impressed with it and certainly those people, a lot of people still have an iPhone 4 and this will be a great upgrade for them. This will be something radically different. For people with an iPhone 5, you know, you're obviously a, a, a an early adopter, you're buying something, you know, two years after you, you bought your last one and there's no great need because the 5 is still a great phone. Um, But, you know, great device <coughs> and um, time will tell what um what the general public view of this phone is. Apple Watch is something very different because it won't be available uh, until early next year. Now, I saw an interview with Tim Cook in the United States, a very, very good interview. He was wearing the watch showing it off um, cautiously because there was probably apps on there he didn't want people to see. But um, th- this is a game changer for a couple of reasons. Now, the Samsung Gear 2 is a bu- beautiful smartwatch. You've seen my review at EFTM, and if you haven't, have a look. Re- look it up, Gear 2, Samsung Gear 2 EFTM. Google that. Now I think it's wonderful. But an interesting thing struck me as Tim Cook made the announcement, and it was that they didn't want a smartphone interface on the watch. So with a with a gear two, you you have four icons on the screen, you swipe left and right. And what Apple have done is they've clustered your, your app icons into a big kind of universe and you zoom in and out of that universe and there's like a bubble and, and the center bubble is your most frequent app and they and they, they get more more infrequent as that you go out of this circle and it's a zoom in and out with either the, the digital crown or, or, or your fingers and you just tap on an app to open it up. It's a much more interesting way of navigating your way around your app ecosystem. And I think what people need to understand is the reason they announced it and and didn't have availability was because they need the apps. They want the cool, amazing apps built for this watch so that when it's available we're twittering away with great integration. We've got some other, I mean, who, who knows what, what companies will do with this thing. And and only only those companies can, can tell. Because Apple, Apple don't know what people are going to do with it. Apple make a piece of hardware with strong software in it and open it up for developers. And it's going to be amazing. That's not to say the, the Moto 360 isn't a beautiful watch running Android Wear. It has a similar one-day battery life. So, you know, that's going to be the biggest gripe of the Apple Watch will be the daily charging required. Um, but I just think what Apple's doing here is coming to the smartwatch market and coming to it uh, strategically. Really, they want to make this thing work. So it'll be very interesting to see how they go with that. And I'd love to hear your thoughts and, and know what you think about the um, uh, the Apple launch, the Apple products. Uh, you know, I, I make no bones about it. it's. Don't don't kid yourself. People often say to me, "Oh, you're so lucky." Oh, I am very lucky um, to have been sat in the room when CEO Tim Cook said, for the very first time, one more thing, the infam- infamous words of Steve Jobs. Um, that's a big deal. That is a a true nerdy thing I'll never forget. It's just just so brilliant to have been there at that that event. So um um. You know, I'll look back on this and we'll look back on the launch of the smartwatch and we'll, we'll decide whether or not that was a you know, pivotal moment in Apple's corporate career. Um, certainly Tim Cook's as well, but the company seems to be doing okay. I think we'll see very, very strong numbers from Apple on the iPhone sales. And I think that um, people who have either been skeptical or um, just didn't like the iPhone, will, there will be people drawn back to it. But there will be others who just love their Samsung, their HTC, their Sony's because they are all great phones too. But what they lack is an absolutely simple, everyday Joe interface that isn't clunky and overbearing. And that's what Android has in some ways. It's great for a medium to advanced user. Great on the on the simplest of phones, but on your on your high-end feature phone, Samsung and HTC they need to do amazing things in the device to. To really make it work so we will we, we'll only have to wait and see uh but anyway that is all ahead of us the launch is on friday the availability i'd love to know what you've ordered whether you've ordered one whether you care or not get in touch go to the website eftm.com.au we do it all thanks to garmin uh, garmin satellite navigation gps technology and a uh, quick one they um they announced uh, last week the garmin vivo fit smart and and I've written a, a bit of info on that on EFtm. So the Vivo Fit, you know, is a is a fitness tracking band that has over a year of battery life. The Vivo fit, fit Smart has an OLED screen on it that that can pair with your phone, so you can see notifications as they come up. So it's a little bit smart watchy, little bit fitness band. It's a bit of everything. Uh, get back to the one week battery life of many of these other fitness bands that are around. So great product. Can't wait to see more from that. But don't forget about the VivoFit. This is your, this is your bog standard, solid performer in terms of fitness bands. $159, the fitness band that moves at the pace of your life. Now what it does is it knows your activity because it's on your wrist. And every single day it updates itself with a new goal for you. So if you work 5,000 steps, then five and a half thousand steps, it'll say, hey, let's do 6,000 today. And it pushes you and, and, and helps you strive for that goal. So a great way to, to motivate yourself rather than just saying hey do 10,000 steps 10,000 steps is a lot of steps it really is and um not a lot of people would do that many steps so check out the garmin Vivo fit at garmin.com.au Talking technology, if you've got a question about technology, just jump on the phone, one eight hundred one five seven one five seven, or go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Chris.
2: Hello. how are you, mate? Good,
0: buddy. What can I do for you, mate?
2: Mate, I've got a bit of an issue. I want to know if I'm getting the most out of my money in relation to my uh, ADSL 2.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, I've got a quite a long house, and the modem's at one end and the wireless is down the other. I'm running about 25 metres of... Uh, Ethernet cable, hmm. and I'm not pulling really good numbers on the downloads and uploads. So,
0: so you're... Okay, let's what, what numbers are you getting?
2: I'm getting about... I'm nudging 10 megabits a second,
0: Yeah.
2: and about three upload. And I just reckon I could do better.
0: Yeah, well, I'm sure you could. Well, I'll yeah. tell you right now, that's not terrible. I mean, mm. three meg... I've got cable, right? I've got the you know high speed Foxtel style cable, yeah. mate. I don't get three upload. That's how that's Gosh. how stupid cable is. You get this hundred. I got a hundred down, but like wow. one and a half, two up, right? Wow. So you yeah. know, it's just to, just to give you some peace of mind. Your three is not bad, um, right. and ten's not bad either because a lot of the time, an ADSL is all about distance to the exchange. If you live next mm. door to the exchange, you'd be getting twenty. 25, sure. um, that's the problem, is the further you live from, from the exchange, the, the worse it gets for you. Now, in terms of your house configuration, have you plugged a, a laptop or a computer directly into the modem and done a speed test?
2: I haven't. I can do that.
0: Because that's, I mean, you know, I'm a, bit a big fan of trial and error. So what you want to do is you yeah. want to work out where you're losing speed if you are so losing speed, right? So you plug your laptop directly in via an Ethernet cable into the modem, unplug everything yep. else and do a speed test. And that's okay. your that's your baseline, right? That's your internet coming into the house speed because there's nothing nothing bad going on there, right? Sure. It's directly into your computer. And then using that ethernet cable that you've got running down the other end of the house, plug your computer in down the other end of the house into that ethernet cable. And then yep. you then you'll find out whether the length of that ethernet cable is is degrading your speed at all. That's
2: okay. A great idea. I wasn't even sure if it was in the hardware because it is a few years old the uh modem and the and the router.
0: To be honest, the modem ain't going to get any better for you. Like it's not right. like modems have suddenly done ADSL2 better. They do yep. Wi-Fi better, but they don't really do ADSL2 any better. It's pretty much hit its peak, right?
2: What do you recommend for the for the Wi-Fi? What uh, cuz there's N and
0: yeah, so look, While once, once you've night. done, once you've done, and remember, do three or four tests at each point. So three or four tests yep. plugged into the modem, three or four tests plugged into the ethernet at the other end of the house, and then three or four tests connected to the Wi-Fi sitting next to the router, right, next to okay. the Wi-Fi router, because the further you are from the router, the worse the Wi-Fi gets. So okay. th- those three things will tell you whether or not anything needs replacing. Firstly... The the Ethernet cable from one end of the house to the other, maybe it's too long. Maybe you need to bring that Wi-Fi down into halfway down the house. Yeah, sure. Then you get better Wi-Fi coverage. And then secondly, if you're not getting great speeds on the Wi-Fi, but you are on the Ethernet, then you start talking about getting a new modem, a new router. Okay. All right, a new router for the for the Wi-Fi. And that's there's no doubt you should have at least wireless N. um, Okay. and, And the next level up is wireless AC. But remember. You got ADSL, right? So yeah. that, that that little black box at one end of the house is always going to be your bottleneck to the internet. Okay. But you know, in terms of your devices, your TV, if you've got storage on a computer and that kind of stuff, the better your network, the better your router, the faster that will be. So if you if you think about your local network as opposed to your internet network, um, you know, there's not there's no drama upgrading sure. your modem, but don't upgrade it unless you you need to. So do those tests first.
2: Okay. Is there another test where I can find out? how
0: close I am to the exchange? Um, you know what? I've never been able to establish that. But if you go, do a bit of Googling for your local suburb, you'll yep. be able to find your local exchange on a map. And then what you do is you do a go to Google Maps and do a walking uh, distance oh, check. Yeah. Because remember, they ain't driving on the roads to run the cable. They're pretty much running it along pathways and stuff, aren't they, right? So sure. if you do a walking test, you'll realise how far you are away. I mean, I know where mine is. It's a bloody long way away. If you know Sydney, it's on Penalill's Road, and I'm nowhere near it. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I, I can pick, pick it a mile away. If I had ADSL, I'd be pulling my eyes out because it'd be really slow, slower than yours, which is mm. why I'm lucky to have cable in my area. Righto. No
2: worries. I'll uh, give all those tests a few. Uh, go. No worries, man. Do you have another question about PVR? Yeah, look, I want to know what the best is on the market at the moment because there's a million of um, PVRs, and I just don't know which one to go for. Just your basic sort of, you know, record timer kind of setup. You know, there are a
0: lot, and and really the thing to do is is look at the hard drive space. So, how big's the hard drive in it? You know, you want a terabyte or more because you want to be able to record a lot of stuff and not have to muck around with it. TiVo was great because it had a really good kind of cataloging system. Forget it now. It's mm-hmm. not supported, not really brought here. I, I, to be honest, I can't go past Fetch right now because it, okay. the, the, the EPG, the Electronic Program Guide, is excellent, and the, the, the way it stores its programs is also brilliant. Now, for example, let's say every night you get home after the news. You want to watch the news every night. What you do is you say, please record Channel 7 News and keep one. And so what it does is every night it records over the over itself and it deletes the old one. Whereas if you were watching uh, I don't know, Home and Away, but you know that you only get to it every few days or maybe every week, you tell it to record Home and Away every night and keep the last seven episodes. Okay. So you can you can tell it to keep what you want. So what I do with the current affair, for example, because I'm egotistical, I want to watch myself film on, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I I have it keep the last two nights because I often forget when it's on or forget I was on or whatever, and so I know I can go back a night, but I don't want to keep, you know, forever's worth. Voxel IQ is really annoying like that. You have Voxel IQ, you hit series link, it records every single episode until you delete them one by one. Whereas what this does, if you've got Seinfeld it'll It'll actually record them in folders Seinfeld season one season two oh, season great. three it's unbelievable, but that's the problem cool. is you've got to pay three hundred and fifty bucks for the box, which is fine yeah. that's that's the basic kind of price for a good one, but you do have to pay five bucks a month the five bucks right. a okay. month the five bucks a month gets you access to thirty movies they choose the movies, but every month mm-hmm. they update the list of thirty movies and you get to choose which ones you watch. And it also lets you kind of have on file your, your you know your payment details, so that when you want to rent a movie, boom, you just hit hit rent, and you know you've got it connected to your high speed ten meg downloads, and uh, you can watch movies. So it gives you that extra that extra level of of content support. I, I think it's fantastic, mate. My kids love it. There's on demand content there from heaps of TV channels. Um, it's excellent. It's everything you need in one box.
2: Sounds like an all in one. I'll uh, definitely look into that.
0: All right, Chris, thanks, mate. Thanks for getting in touch, and thanks for your questions as always, mate. Cheers. Thank you. And you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading Your Tech Life. You can get in touch anytime you like. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Luke.
1: G'day, Trevor. How are you going?
0: Good, mate. What can I do for you?
1: Uh, well, I was listening to your um, your thing last week, oh. and um, I heard someone talking about how they're having a problem with their Samsung Galaxy S4. Was that, so was, that the, uh, was that was started... that Dean,
0: the the bloke whose actual phone dropped out and and rebooted while I was talking to him? <laughs>
1: Yes, that's the one. Uh, Now, um, I had a very similar problem. I had a Samsung Galaxy Note that had an almost identical problem. And I just could not solve the problem where the phone just dropped out all the time. Uh And I went on, you know, searched online. And eventually I came across some guy who, or I assume a guy, had the same problem. And he said he just stuck little pieces of um, cardboard in between the battery and the back of the phone, and so he just jammed it in there, basically. Oh right! And, so, so pushing
0: uh, pushing the battery in, uh, you're thinking there was a bit of vibration there, so it was kind of coming out, basically.
1: That's that's right. Yes, oh, wow. and I, I had um, you know really you know gone through all these different ideas, and not being able to solve the problem. I thought, well, you know, that's a pretty easy problem to, you know, solve, to grab yeah. some scissors cheap, and cut cheap the bits to up. Fix. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I stuck them in, and um, then, you know, about a week or two later, I all of a sudden realized I didn't have the problem anymore. Thank you. And, um, yeah, it, it solved us. So basically, it was pushing down on the battery. And, um, yeah, and that was, you know, like it's obviously, you know, not the exact same phone, but, you know, no. they're both...
0: They both seem well, saying They're similar phones. They've both got the removable back, and and like, have you have you just stuck with that ever since? You're just
1: happy with a bit of paper in there, and it works. Well, I did. Actually, I, I ended up, um, well, I don't have that phone anymore. I actually right. sold it uh, on eBay <laughs> uh, with the pieces of paper and I actually forgot to tell the, the <laughs> next person that um, purchased it. So I was probably wondering what the, what the hell those pieces of um, um, cardboard were in there. But hopefully they would have worked it out when they pulled them out and realised that the phone kept on dropping out. They would have discovered what those pieces of cardboard were there for.
0: Would have been well after they gave you your uh, star rating on eBay, so it doesn't matter. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is very, very interesting, mate. I'll uh, I'll pass it on to Dino. He's probably listening. The old yeah, piece of paper that's... under the cover
1: trick. I hope it does solve Dino's problem. Yeah, I mean, it could be one of many things, but um, but it just sounded incredibly similar to the problem that I was suffering from. So Amazing. let's hope that solves now, the problem.
0: Now, just quickly before I let you go, you mentioned in your email to me that you travel a bit to uh, overseas and, and you always run with the unlocked phone and buying a local SIM card,
1: do you? Absolutely. Yeah, I I you know, love it. I you know, I'm a bit of a, a tech nerd myself and don't mind getting onto, you know, the websites overseas and having a look at um at you know what uh telecommunication offerings there are, you know, in countries like Cambodia and Thailand I went to in and and all of them are very easy. You know, you just see your little phone shops and you just wander in there, tell them what you Issue is, and they'll supply the SIM. You know, like so. You, obviously, when you're overseas, you probably want to try and go for the Telstra equivalent. You know, something with a lot of coverage yeah. if you're going to be travelling around.
0: How hard is it to and, find uh, out which network is the right one, though? That's always worries me I, about uh, those uh, kind of things.
1: Yes, well, I must admit, I you know, like uh, you know, like you've your Optus and your and your Telstra lovers and everything like that. I did have that problem. Yeah, you know, I bought. Something And then someone else can, no, you know, one of the locals, no, you don't get that one, you get something else. And, <sighs> but, you know, like most of them, you know, like I found in, you know, the countries I went to, you know, pretty good coverage all over. And surprisingly, you know, like what, you know, you know, poor countries like Cambodia and Laos, you know, they love their um their mobile phone um, technology also. And, you know, it was really very simple, you know, like we'd be out, um, you know, like on a tour somewhere out in the jungles and, you know, had good coverage.
0: yeah.
1: And you just so, look for the little so, mobile yeah. phone shop. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And that's that's what we did. You know, just as soon as we arrive somewhere, um, you know, like if it's, you know, arriving at the airport, you know, there's there's um always someone in you know, the somewhere, you know, trying to flog off farms and SIM cards and just have a talk to them and see uh, you know, what they recommend.
0: Yeah, beautiful. All right. Well that's very good advice, yeah. mate, especially for uh you know, countries where we, we perhaps don't travel a lot and we, we might assume that it's not gonna work, but it, it absolutely does, yeah. no matter where you go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> good on you,
0: good on you Luke. Right. And uh hope you, is, is your current phone doesn't need a bit of paper in the back, mate?
1: No, no. I've got a, got a Nexus. So they, they've um, you know, I think the battery's welded in, So um, that one's not a problem. <laughs> good, good phone, the Nexus. You happy with that? Love it. I'm actually looking forward to the Nexus 6 when it comes out. Yeah, if right. it does come out, I should say. Yeah,
0: No reason why it wouldn't. All right, Luke. Good on you, mate. Thanks for yeah. getting in touch. Appreciate you helping out our, our listeners, mate.
1: No worries. See you later.
0: And you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au.
2: Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.
0: Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you've got a question about technology, problem with technology, doesn't matter what it is, just go to the website, eftm.com.au. And let's keep going with calls. G'day, hockey.
2: Hi, uh, Trevor. Um, I would like to find out um, when sending an email to somebody, hmm. does it matter the amount of data if I send an email to one person or to 10 people or to 100 people does that change the amount of data that I use on on my data package
0: No great question though so you're thinking if you send a, a 10 megabyte photo to 10 people so in one email so to Trevor to hockey to mum to dad everything like that in one email with one fo- or several photos attached up to 10 meg when you send it you're worried that it's actually 10 times the, the size, yeah? Yes. No, it's not. So very easy because basically what you're doing is you're sending, uh, it's funny, isn't it? Because it's a logical thing. Really? You're not sending the the message 10 times. You're sending the message once from your computer to your internet provider. It only goes out once, but then once it goes out from there, it can be distributed as many times as you like. And that's kind of why spam works so well, right? They can send one message to hundreds of people. And um, and it's, it's not like the regular post, is it, where you'd send one message uh, uh, to each person and it costs you every single time for the delivery. Okay. So do you send a lot of photos yeah. around? or?
2: Yes, I do send some some uh, emails with uh, large attachments. Yeah. You know, so I was wondering if I, if I send it to too many people, that's what's using my I don't know, you
0: know, yeah, well, no, it's not and and the other thing to remember is that uh in terms of keeping files accessible and and to and to a range of people, especially if you want to go to to a large number of people, the cloud is a beautiful thing uh if you've got a Google account, you know setting setting files and photos up in a Google account means you can actually attach the photo without actually using any of your data because what it does is just sends a reference to the photo in the cloud. So if you really want to okay. get scringy about it, you can just send a cloud link, so a link to a file, and have the user download it at the other end. So great question, though, Oki. Thanks very much for that one, mate. Okay,
2: thanks for the Thank, answer. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks for getting in touch, and you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au.
2: Easy what I'm about to say
0: Thank you very much, and thank you for listening. Your Tech Life, uh, episode 252. Thank you for downloading. Uh, You can get in touch. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Now, Apple Pay. That was the big thing, which was interestingly announced by Tim Cook because they got to the end of the iPhone 6 announcements, and it was all wrapped up. They'd been through the features. He was recapping. They put the icons of the cool things they've announced on the screen. That's how you know they're finished. I even tweeted... Uh Uh-oh, no mention of NFC, because we expected it. And then he said, we want to change an industry or something like that. And they showed a picture of a wallet. And basically, he said, we don't need this thing anymore. We can do without it, and we want to revolutionize that. And bingo. He announced Apple Pay. Now, it's a very interesting thing to me, because we don't really know how it works entirely yet. Um... But only time will tell. But it appears to me that you have you have an iPhone and this we have to assume here this is in America at the moment and it'll come to Australia down the track. Let's let's call it early next year. And and the way I understand it will work is that you have your iPhone six and you open up Passbook and you add a credit card. You take a photo of the credit card, you type in the number. And what happens then is securely that credit card is transmitted to the bank, your bank, and it's confirmed. Is that really a credit card? And a kind of a unique number is created in your phone. So your credit card de- details aren't stored directly in the, in the Apple Pay system. It's just a unique kind of customer number. And then when you go to pay at your Caltex or your Woolworths or whatever, you walk up and you tap your phone, and what happens is it taps you know, this unique number, and the back end confirms who you are and what you're doing and how it works. It's not actually a new system. It uses the same terminals, the PayWave, the Tap and Go, the PayPass, as your current, um, you know, Celtics and all those places have for the Visa and the MasterCard. So it uses the same payment technologies Visa and MasterCard are using, but it uses a different way of kind of uh, storing your details because it's not directly a card. And that's what's interesting because that's where they, they set themselves apart. I can have multiple cards and, you know, assuming all those banks are on board, I can just use my phone. My understanding is that there's no great rollout required. It's really just the banks that need to come on board. So Amex, MasterCard, Visa, ComBank, Westpac, all these companies need to join in, sign up, understand how it works, and let us use our Aussie cards in the system. The reason it's a big deal is because America drives the news cycle, and this was huge news in America. Can I tell you? they got no idea about tap and go over there. In Australia, it's, we have the highest adoption rate of tap and go anywhere in the world per capita. We're using it for like one, one out of two transactions under $100 is tap and go. We know about this thing. We pull out our wallet, we tap those cards. We're, we're even tapping our mobile phones already. So Apple introducing this isn't introducing the technology, but in the States, it's basically introducing this technology. So they're bringing this PayPass, PayWave everything to these to these merchants by leading the way and they'll probably have a little Apple Pay logo on there as well. I've got no doubt that Apple will want their little Apple Pay logo on the terminals but in reality it's actually big news in America because they are revolutionising in-store payments whereas in Australia the revolution has already occurred. They're joining in. So that's my take on Apple Pay. Uh, understand me clearly. I can't bloody wait because I have... Uh, I think, four cards, um, kind of our main family account. We have like a shopping account we do our groceries on. I have a business card and then I have a credit card. And those four cards are really, apart from those, my Medicare card and my driver's license, the only reason I got a wallet. I could do without my Medicare card because you can get, get away with just having the number at the doctor's. My driver's license... We're talking to Barry. As soon as this is available, I'll be talking to well not Barry Farrell, Gladys Barry Mike Baird in, in New South Wales, and finding out when we can do without the card itself. And just have a, a card number and a, a license number and those things. So uh, an evolution, not a revolution in Australia, but certainly a revolution in America, and that's why it's a big deal. And what's cool is if you've got an iPhone 5 or 5S, you can get the Apple Watch next year. Apple Watch has that built into it. So the watch will communicate with your phone and one thing leads to another and you can actually tap your watch on the terminal, but if your watch has been uh, disconnected from your phone, it won't work. so that's the, that's the tricky thing there. Uh, interesting stuff. it was a big deal, uh, and it will be a big deal when it launches, but you can see kind of a uh, a few waves of announcements from apple here. they've They've got the big publicity coming now with the with uh, the iPhone launch. Later on in the year, probably November, there'll be an iPad announcement. Then early next year, there'll be an Apple Pay announcement probably in Australia. And then there'll be the Apple Watch in Australia and around the world probably March, April next year. And then we'll have WWDC. And then, we'll, you know, so it's they've got this sort of nice little cycle going on here. Very interesting stuff. That's Apple Pay. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm a big fan of Tap and Go. I'll use it all the time and uh, recommend you do as well.
1: Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.
0: So chalk this one up. As one of those things Steve Jobs could never have seen coming. Nor could Mr. Samsung, Mr. Google, Mr. Android. I can open my front door with my mobile phone. I kid you not. I've put a video up on the website, eftm.com.au, and on, on the story about this, it's called Kivo, K-E-V-O, Kivo, from Quickset. will be available in um, October in Masters Home Improvement Stores here in Australia. And here's how it works. It's a deadbolt for your front door. If you've got a deadbolt already on your front door, just take it off, put this one on. Easy. I actually didn't. We had like what's called a rim lock, which was all inside the house, so not actually drilled into the into the um, core of the uh, of the door, other than the key itself. So I did a bit of work, but I got it done, and I installed this thing, the Kivo uh, from Quickset. You you install it, put the batteries in, you press a few buttons to configure, and you pair it with your phone, which is in kind of activation mode. You have a, an app called Kivo. Uh, you register an account with Kivo, and then there's a secure encrypted key on your phone. You have to enable and, and, and accept a, a, a Bluetooth technology that basically has your phone kind of emitting uh, a, a Bluetooth signal at all times. And that allows the, the door to recognize that your phone is within range. You walk up to the door, your phone in your pocket, you touch your finger, On the door lock, it opens. Unlocks. You touch it again, it locks. Unbelievable. If you're inside the the door and someone on the outside taps it, it doesn't work because it's been configured to kind of listen to the outside. It's brilliant. I then sent a key to my wife. I emailed her a key. She's got full administrative access to the key system, and she she has a key in her phone. Uh, My my father-in-law coming around? No problems. I'll send you a key, a guest key. Works for 24 hours. No problems, you can get in. We could be on the other side of the world, need them to come and, I don't know, fix the plumbing or something. He's a good man, my father-in-law. I can email him a key to the house. Got a babysitter coming, 9 o'clock on Monday morning, only here till midday. Email them a regular key that only works on Mondays from 9 to 12. Got family coming around, email them a key that works for a couple of days. It's amazing. There's still a normal key, so you've got a couple of keys you can have. Normal keys. There's a little fob, um, which is a a non-smartphone. It's just a little black kind of uh, key ring. Put that on your... I've got that on my son's bag. He can walk up to the front door from school and just tap on the door and it's open. Um, It's brilliant. Brilliant. $329. Masters Home Improvement Stores. Kivo. K-E-V-O. Check it out. I've put a full story and video up on the website, eftm.com.au. Honestly, this is the coolest gadget I've got. I've got a lot of gadgets, I've got a lot of stuff. This is the coolest, the absolute coolest thing I've got, and uh, I recommend you have a look at it. It's an expensive deadbolt for your door, absolutely, but if you ever lose your phone, you just deauthorize that. If you uh, get a new phone or you want a new key cut, you just email yourself. <laughs> There's a limited number of keys; you can buy more, but um, A brilliant system and it's safe and secure too because it's not connected to the internet it's a local bluetooth signal and yeah um bluetooth i don't know if you think you can hack it go for your life but you'll probably find uh that you will just kick the door down before you so do you know what i mean like it's they'll probably pick the lock before they pick the bluetooth Um, anyway great product i love it master's home improvement 329 from october here in australia So the other one, in a similar vein, is from Oral-B. So the Oral-B Smart Connected Toothbrush, Power Toothbrush, um, follows the, the same logic as the, the one I talked about last year, where you get a little screen, it shows you on the screen your bl- brushing cycle, how many seconds you've been brushing for, pushes you to the two-minute mark, gives you a little kind of buzz every every 30 seconds to know to move to another quadrant of your mouth, and you get through your two minutes, you can do whitening, pong, whatever you like, get, get into it. What's cool about this, though, is it pairs with your smartphone. So you can get that screen information on your smartphone, and you can also get news and information while it's happening. But then also there's statistics. So you can see your regular brushing habits. It'll encourage you to uh, to, to, to brush more. It'll encourage you to brush twice a day, two minutes a day. And then when you go to the dentist, you can show them your brushing habits. And they can check your mouth, and they can say, you know what, top left needs a bit of work. And they can tell the phone that, which then tells your toothbrush that. And you then spend more time in that area of the mouth, and bingo, your dentist's happy. Again, about $320, $329 from Oral-B, the smart toothbrush. I'll put a review up on the website uh, soon. There's a review on the website of another toothbrush, the Philips Sonicare. Very nice, but it's not the Oral-B, it's not the Bluetooth one. It's awesome. Check it out Uh, from Oral-B. It's also available in October. Only works with iPhone at the moment, but the Android um, application is coming out very, very soon. So stand by for that. Uh, That's the Oral-B Smart Connected Toothbrush. You didn't think you'd hear about that, did you? Smart Connected Toothbrush. Brilliant. I love it. This is your tick life.
1: Talking technology without the jargon. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.
0: All right, that's it for the day. That's it for the week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience and giving me the week off while I was in Cupertino. I hope you got all the news from Two Blokes Talking Tech. We'll be back with Two Blokes Talking Tech this week as well. But, of course, uh, we are here each and every week. Oh, last week, uh, Your Tech Life. Thanks to the good people at Garmin. Garmin Satellite Navigation GPS Technologies. You can hear me on the radio every Thursday with Angela Katurns at about 1.20 in the afternoon, every Saturday with Tim Webster at 3 p.m., uh every Tuesday morning 820 with Mark Parton in Canberra on 2 cc uh on 6IX with John Burgess. Burjo, oh my mate, uh and uh that's about 720 in the morning on Wednesdays in Melbourne on My MP with Glenn Ridge every uh, every Wednesday morning at about nine thirty-five uh in Wollongong with Graham Burrell on Pulse FM um, but it's just after eight o'clock on Tuesday mornings, uh six PR with Peter Bell in the afternoon, twelve thirty on a Tuesday. Ben Davis uh, Drive on 4BC at about 4.55pm on Thursday. And uh, I'll be on the Today Show this uh, Friday morning showing you all the news and the iPhone 6 out the front of the Apple Store. Uh, and we'll be on A Current Affair on Thursday night with all the latest mobile plans and deals. So lots of places to find me. Say good day. I'm a bit busy. Still got a day job too. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Back again next week on Your Tech Life.